And shit's happening. Uh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> we are on the air, as uh, it were. I'm on the edge. Yeah. I'm in a bad mood. Why? So go ahead, just start the theme song okay. and let's get into what? this shit. Why? Hooray! It's the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Triple. I'm Dennis Hensley. And guess who the fuck I am? Grumpy. Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. They should do a celebrity show called Who the Fuck Do You Precisely, Think You Are? <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are? Kendra Wilkinson? Yeah. Precisely. Is she upsetting, exactly. Is she upsetting you? Why? We, we were watching the Dancing the results, Dancing with the Stars results show when I came in. You yeah. were sitting on the couch. Why, why are you upset thing. at Kendra? I want, I have a, I'm just having a bad day. I literally almost went and got in bed about an hour and a half ago, but we had decided what? we were going to podcast I know. tonight. So I'm toughing it up. You know what? Kirstie Alley's not the only pro in this business. I know. She's unbroken. She's unbroken, her new tattoo says. But you know what? I fell down. And I'm going on with the show. I wanted to go get in bed and pull the covers up and maybe eat something with a kind of a fudge sauce right. involved in it. But no, I didn't. No, I didn't. You know what, what I had? Happened? I had one uh, sweet and sour Twizzler, which is one of my which new favorite things. Which you just gave me, and I can't. It's, it's so, so there's so good. much going on. They're it's sweet a bit... and sour Twizzlers, and they're fatter than a regular Twizzler, and they're sweet on the outside, so they're pink or uh, yellow. But then inside they have this like goo that's sour, and I'm not selling them right because I'm in a bad mood, and they're not paying me. God, no, they're not fucking paying me to promote no, this shit. No, no one does. So fuck you, Twizzlers. Um, although I've always wow, felt that the going on. Twizzler experience was far superior to the Red Vine experience, and I know on that we differ. But the point is, the sweet and sour Twizzlers, you can get them at the drugstore. Check them out. You'll thank me for it. Anyway. That was my little treat for not killing myself today. But What's the why? Uh, we'll get why? to that. But what I want to say is, Kirstie uh, Alley, you love – talk about how much you love Kirstie Alley. I love her because here's what – in the last few years, she's sort of been a punchline. And especially – like on Fashionably, yeah. she's the go-to fat joke, whatever. And then on Dancing with the Stars, you're reminded in the rehearsals how funny she is and what a good sense of humor she I has. I guess. Which is a funny take. I want like, to be funnier, but all right. Right. She's not funny enough. No, she's not. I don't think she is. I feel like if you're going to be the fat one, you know, you, you're going to have – you better at least be fucking hilarious in that B-roll. Yeah. I just enjoy her, and I, I think she does oh, well so with the kind. dances. And I – I like the, what when she fell on her ass when Max dropped her. Yeah, and she never him. actually fell. He, 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 yeah, he dropped her. And I like how when they replayed it and they replayed the dialogue, she was like, "Are you okay?" Her first instinct was, "Are you okay?" Yeah, like, because you've got to carry me through the next three minutes. I don't know. I just felt what's like, she gonna do? She's gonna be like, oh, you just stay there and ice it, and I'll, don't worry, I'll go win the gold for both of us. I felt like there was never even that moment in her eyes of, I'm going to be embarrassed. This is going to look bad on me. It was just outward, caring about him, getting through it. Like, she I, knows she's got a snack waiting as soon as it's I don't over. Know. I There's a treat. I just like her. I feel like she's... All right. I like, I like her. She's a, I like who Let's she is. Let's remember like she's, she's a Scientologist. About. Can we and, at least remember that? Yeah. She's so a Scientology I'm, weird defender person. I but, love how um, Dancing with the Stars reinvents people and kind of this is only my for a little while you only have a window a couple months she, window afterwards to do anything she always looks like she's wearing loose khaki trousers <laughs> to me under her skirt and i'm like why is she wearing pants and then i realize oh that's just her big old legs they look they always look like cargo pants like there should be a pocket midway down on the outside on the of side. her thigh and i'm not nice for saying it but whatever, are those 511s or 514s <laughs> 
Oh, I, I'm sorry. I've been. Sh- I'm obsessed with Levi's 514s. I found jeans that fit. Really? Maybe. Yes, Levi's 514s. They're the slim, straight cut. I think is what it's called. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Those are two words that do not apply to me. They're <laughs> not in my straight? slim and straight are not in my vocabulary. Well, slim, specifically, yeah. my denim purchasing vocabulary. Well, I go in. I, I went in there and said, "Look, I." Thought my thighs are big. I have a hard time with jeans, and I guess slim happened to be in the right. in the name. I would have thought thunder. <laughs> As in slim. Pickens. I thought thunder. <laughs> I thought thunder was going to be in there. I will say this though: in the skinny jean, whatever that fucking number is, five eleven. There's every wash and color you can imagine. In my in my oh yeah, but then in we're a little person- more limited. <laughs> We're a little more limited. We're, you know what we are? We're curvy girls now, Dennis. We're just curvy <laughs> girls. We're doing the shit that all those fat women do that make me so mad when they bitch about, why don't they make cool clothes for us? Yeah, because you're fat and you're not supposed to wear fit in those clothes. And now, funny how karma's a bitch. You get a couple extra fucking miles on you. And now, all of a sudden, it's I'm kind of like, well, how come they can't make yeah. fun, cool jeans in people with an ass jeans how come if they're right. not skinny ultra slim super skater jeans that you wear down around your knees all day whatever well this has been i've always had this issue it's not a new issue so but i'm happy with my levi's 514s thank you well i i'm just having a like that day i'm having a bad day but it's also like really oddly emotional and it was i've been I was just having, like, whatever. I woke up on the wrong side of a bed kind of a day. Like, I was fine, but, you know, whatever. Like, it wasn't a problematic day. And then I've been going back and forth with my publicist has been going back with Instinct Magazine. And I really should not be telling this story. But I've been going through with Instinct Magazine um, trying to get them to do a story. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, Because, you know, I'm the head writer of this really funny show that gay guys really love. And I spent 10 years with Kathy Griffin and I'm now working with Joan Rivers. That's an interesting perspective on why we love loud, brassy, mouthy women like that and why they love us so much and why they're so good. You know, I mean, there's that. And then I'm on like three different television shows coming up this year. Which, I've got which ones? Pretty Hurts coming up on Logo. Oh, right on. on. I've got, I'm supposed to do two clip shows for E right in on. like June. Plus, then I'm going to be on 10 episodes of season two of Joan and Melissa, Joan Knows Best, which is going to start in the fall or maybe not till January. Right. So it's like, you know, and then I'm still going round and round with the woman that does the stand-up comedy specials that says, oh, I have a spot for you on the sh- one we're doing for Logo in the fall. So I might be right. doing a, a comedy special on logo. Like, and you're doing P town. You got, yeah, I mean, there's shit to promote. And then there's the award-winning podcast. Right. But I just, there's this, I, you know, it, when you look at some of the people that the gay press will do stories about, it's kind of thin. And it's like one really big picture of them with very little clothing on. And then one small, like 150 word column about right. that. Do you know what I mean? Like, my point that, is, but that's also less about them than like people don't want to read long stories anymore. Of course, it's less about what they have to offer than like what I'm saying. Stories is, are getting shorter. Anyone who's been to my fucking Facebook page, there's plenty of pictures of me that look just fine that could go in a, you know, in a gay press magazine, and plenty of actual facts that 
could be talked about. And you know, every once in a while, I might say something a little clever or funny too. There's that. Like I'm not the worst interview subject in the world. So it's like, you know, and boy, it, but the instinct is really just like that. You've got to fucking jump through the hoops and you've got, they want a resume and they wanted this. And well, then we have to talk about this and we don't really know. And, and today they were like, we're going to pass. It feels like a very regional local slash regional story and not a national story. Me, my life, my story is regional. I'm regional slash local. I'm not national. And that's something that hurts to hear. That's just the bottom line. It just fucking hurts. It just hurts when the gay media d is not interested in promoting a gay person who is achieved a certain level of success. albeit very low on the Hollywood food chain, but like, how about, you know what I mean? How about trumpeting someone that could be an up and comer and could has been around for a while and didn't fucking throw in the towel and give up. And maybe they might progress a little, do you know what I'm saying? I know you understand. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, wow, I have, it's so much easier for me to get straight press than it is gay press. And I find that to be a problem. I'm not the first one that's ever said it and whatever. They got to sell magazines. I'm not even, I'm not even talking about, it was never suggested that I be on the cover of a magazine. I understand that ship has fucking sailed. Believe me. I have no illusions about that. But it's just, it's just hurtful. You know what I mean? It just, that's just what it is. And so whatever. And so then I also was just in Puerto Vallarta last week and it was a great, right. it's such good. It was really, really great because it was so relaxing. Um, you know, and, but you know, it's already, it's like, oh, it's, you're on the beach in a swimsuit all the time. And there's a certain of a feeling of like, Oh God, should I really be wearing a swim bathing suit in front of people? You know, those, whatever that. And I actually felt great, you know, like whatever. I'm not in the worst shape of uh, my life. Like it's fine. I'm fine with it. Is my point. As much as I get nervous about that stuff a lot, I was really on my scale, my spectrum of whatever crazy I was fine. Um, and I guess I kind of thought that I would, you know, have some sex maybe while I was there. Maybe some hot Mexican sex. Right. Maybe have a little foreskin. I don't know. And um, right out of the gate, um, the first, I'm just checked in my hotel at 5. I'm on the beach by 5.30. And these two Mexican kids were kids. I mean, they were 25 or whatever, but kids. And they're on the beach frolicking in their little, everyone just wears regular, excuse me, just underwear into the ocean there like most of the locals don't really even wear bathing suits they're just wearing i guess whatever underwear they were wearing that day they just pull their jeans off or their shorts off and then go in and then have wet underwear I'm, whatever that's the deal so they were kind of looser than a regular speedo would be so when the waves would come they would pull them back and i could kind of see this one guy's ass crack and it was a nice ass and a nice ass crack and at one point i gave him the a-okay sign you know i don't mm -hmm. know how to describe it it's three fingers up in a circle you know how to yeah. make that sign the okay sign. okay yes, and so and whatever he gets up and we're talking and it's definitely on and he's flirting and his friends are there and pretty soon there's him is a group of four of them and we're all just talking and but he's super flirting and i'm feeling good like this is the vacation i needed i'm laying on a beautiful beach at sunset i have a drink and now i have a hot local mexican hitting on me and this is great and the hotel looks nice and got five days i'm going to relax and just feel good about myself and it's going to be good and then uh i say well let's go back to the hotel and have a drink and his friends are like okay well we're going to go meet these other friends we'll 
catch up with you later. I take him. We go. We have a drink. And then I say. What's um, his name? It, that's not important. His name is Pablo. Okay. Um, but believe me, the story's not long enough to even care about what his name is. Okay. Because then I say, God, I just feel like sitting in the hot tub after you've been on the beach and the sun's now starting to get chilly. Let's get in the hot tub. That's, you know, I'm not suggesting fucking anybody in a hot tub. I'm just saying this is a nice hotel. I'm sure it's got a hot tub. No, the hotel doesn't have a hot tub. Turns out most of the hotels in Mexico don't do hot tubs because it's so hot there all the time, I guess. So, um, the waiter says, but there's a place around the corner, the the Cora Vallarta, that does have a hot tub and you like pay like 500 pesos and that includes your drink. So it's like five bucks and you get a drink and they have hot tub. And I'm like, great. Okay. So it's like a day spa, I'm imagining. So me and my date go there and I didn't pay for his drink back at the hotel or anything. But as we walk in, he goes two and the guy goes a thousand pesos and whatever. I give him a thousand pesos, $10. I pay for the, the kid, whatever. So we walk in there and everybody is 80 with a 20 year old on their lap. And I'm looking around and the guy goes, is this your first time here? And I go, yeah. And he goes, okay, here's the pool. Here's the hot tub. There's the steam room. Here's the porn room. That's the dark room with the sling. And there's the fuck maze. And I realize. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in a bathhouse. <laughs> I'm in Los Bathhouse. And I've never been to a bathhouse before. And I don't say that like I'm so proud of myself or high and mighty. Yeah. It's because I have a lot of whatever uptight sexual stuff, right. which sitting on this couch, uh, that's saying a lot between the two <laughs> with, sitting next to you. But, you know, whatever. And But, you know, and but yeah. I'm in a bathhouse now. I'm in yeah. Los Bathhouse. Los yeah. bas- Bathcasa. And I don't feel so good about that. And so we get in the pool and we're the only ones there, but there's people watching and it's like creepy old men with, with 20 year olds on their laps. And now they're all watching me and this other kid frolic in the pool. And he's like doing that thing where he wants to hang on me now, like a panda bear or like a koala bear. Yeah. And I was into that before, but now it's like, Oh oh my God. Is he going to, I'm thinking, is he going to ask me for money or did he just come here? Cause we can't go back to his place maybe. And I don't know. Does he think we, was it his idea fucking... to go there? It was the waiter at okay. my hotel. So that's the yeah. thing. He didn't even make it happen. Right. So you don't even know where he's coming from. So then I go, okay, this is weird. Let's go to the hot tub area. So the hot tub area where there were less, there were two people in the hot tub, but they were like, one might've been inside the other one. I'm not sure. The point is they weren't paying attention to us. And it was a big hot tub that was L shaped. Okay. So we could go to the other end and not really feel like we were being watched. And I was comfortable with that. And so that was fine. And so now we're like cuddling and he's like kind of playing with my dick and balls under the water. And I'm like touching him a little, but I also feel weird about it. And then I'm like, well, you're here. So, and you're the 80 year old. So you might as well just fucking Either roll get with, with this. the program or go Fucking home. take your Boniva and just jump in or get in your fucking rascal scooter and roll down the cobblestone yeah. street back to your hotel and wait to die. Like, I guess this is, you're in Los Bathhouse, Tony. You know, and when you went in Rome, yeah. do as the Romans. Went in Los Bathhouse, I guess, fuck a 20-year-old and then pay him after, I guess, is where I'm at. And so I'm not feeling good about it. And so I go, let's go in the steam. And I know that sounds like the dumbest thing you could possibly say, but when your alternatives are the fuck maze or the sling room. Yeah, at least the steam, there's a there's steam to block <laughs> It just things. seemed right. I you felt could pretend like that you're alone. It would feel you a little more anonymous. You we're in London. Oh, God. Top so of the morning to We you, go into governor. the steam, which is a steam closet, really. Let's be honest. It was not. It was like an airplane bathroom. And, you know, it's everything, of course, smells like poppers and ass. And so now this one, this room smells like steamy poppers and ass. 
And we're alone in there and we kind of start doing it. And I mean, not doing it, but we kind of start like we're hard and whatever. And he's kind of like blowing me. And now I'm like, I can't put his dick in my mouth because he's for sure a prostitute. This is going to give me a disease. Right. So now I'm like, I can't even do anything really with him. But he if he's going to blow me, that feels maybe safe ish. Like, I guess I could get something in my pee hole from his mouth, but I'm not. A, look, I'm not super up on the STDs. It's my first first time in a bath casa. But I'm trying to just roll with it and whatever. Anyway, so I can't even let him, like, make me come. And I think he jerks off. And we get the hell out of there is the point. So then I go back to my hotel. And he never asked me for money. But on the way home, I was like, that was a bathhouse. And you're a prostitute. And he was like, no, I'm not a prostitute. And I'm like, you're for sure a prostitute. And he's like, well, I do go there sometimes with other people. And I was like, old people. And he's like, well... Sometimes they're older than you. And I was like, yeah, it's called being a prostitute. <laughs> That's what that's called. How was his English was pretty good, obviously. Well, not good enough to know what the word prostitute means, Dennis. But no, he, yes, it sounds it like fine. he knew what it meant, that he so was in denial that was, of it. That was the first night. So then that night I go back. I need, Needless to say, I go back to my real hotel and shower and feel very embarrassed. And I go upstairs to get a drink now. And I there's a drag show happening. And Mexican drag is so much better than American drag because Mexican, and I've experienced that going to the Spanish speaking gay bars here in LA where they do drag. Yes. Whether it's in English or in Spanish, they're like, look, I squeezed into this dress. I put a wig on. I'm wearing a ton of makeup. You can't expect me to know all the words. So their deal is like, I'm going to know some of the words, but look how pretty I look and look at my eyelashes. And that's drag that I can really enjoy yeah. because it seems more fun and less serious than like white American drag queens that are like, I'm the, I'm just like Madonna. You're not just like Madonna. Like, do you know what I mean? Like whatever. So I, so the Mexican drag's happening and I meet these three guys that are there that were visiting their friends from San Francisco. And I ended up spending the rest of the week with them and we just laid in the beach and nobody got laid and no one got any attention from anyone except for, 80 year old men who thought we were hookers and hookers who were willing to, you know, like hit on us in the hopes of getting paid. So the four of us just laughed at our sad lives and had actually a great week. And it was a very fun thing. But so, you know, I came back from that feeling, not quite as whatever sexy and desirable as maybe I had thought, but whatever, that's fine. Um, and so then but the guys were cool and you made friends with them yeah yeah Where are and they that's from? nice because you know what i really want is friends in us that's really what yes. i want more of in life yes no no yes what's wrong with that um, some people think you can have to i don't think you can have enough friends well but that's my shit. i know but i do have look i can't even hang out with the friends right. i already have right like i haven't seen tom and tom in ages or David Alonzo or any of my other, you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't need new friends that don't even live in my city. Well, how would you have preferred that week to gone? I would have prevented it. I would have, I don't know. I wanted it to be relaxing and a fuck fest. I don't know. I hadn't really thought it through. And would you have preferred like, to meet like one guy and have like a, well, a I vacation think, romance? I think part or of going on like any vacation is you kind of imagine. Wouldn't it be neat if I had... But what, uh, like a, one a romance? A lover? Yeah, I guess. Or like a series no, I'm definitely more. I'm a one woman man. Okay, uh, but whatever. It, th- that's not a point. The point. W- point was was that I've been to a bathhouse now, and 
prostitution makes me sad. And so um, <laughs> it just does. And I have no moral issues with it. Yeah, like, I you're, think it's great. You're really, it's going to change the tone of your Starlet or Streetwalker jokes. Fuck, I think from here I, there on won't in. won't be any. It'll be too hard to even it's, go it's there. Really you guys, this is tender. serious. Yeah. Um, and it's just gr- like, you know, it was sad to watch these young guys like hitting on these old men and like literally they'd be sitting on their laps and like putting the old man's hands in their underwear and then like holding the old men so they could like lean past their and you could literally see them just like coming up for air like because these old men would like smell or whatever and like making faces each other like ugh, ugh. and then they would go back and get back in front of the old man like they were and it's that whole fear i i guess one of my big fears in life is sort of being mocked or laughed at or something and the idea of somebody like being kissing you and then looking back at their friends and rolling their eyes like yuck yeah. is embarrassing whatever so then Instinct Magazine, you know, took a pass. And I'm connecting those two unrelated things. And then I was supposed to have a date, you know, with this really nice guy that I've been seeing yes. casually, but who is a good person and is not like just a fuck buddy hookup guy. Like, there, you know, maybe there's something there. Yes. And I know that is sounds... Is it the one that I've met? Yeah. I know okay. that sounds bad if it's like, well, I thought you were going to another country to have sex with people. You know, you must not be that into this guy. I'm just saying it's new, but yeah, no, you were at, you were at the place where you, yeah. you're building something, okay. but you're not exclusive. And so, um, we're we're gonna do something Friday, and and I was like, well, Dennis has this dinner. We're not gonna podcast till later tonight, so why don't we do dinner after I take my kickboxing class at the gym? And then um, he was like, okay. So I got to the gym too early and didn't feel like I could do the whole kickboxing class because I was bummed about Instinct Magazine. And I was like, I'm just going to do cardio myself. I don't want to be around like people. And I basically, I was on the machine and I texted him and I was like, so tonight when we go to dinner, I just want to like have a glass of wine and have you really like hit on me. Okay, that's going to be the thing at dinner. And he's like, oh, are you, you're needing compliments tonight? I'm like, I think I am and I'm just going to own it. So just be super nice to me tonight and believe me, I'm good. Like, I'm good for it. Like, I'm in the bag. Like, I'll give you whatever you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll pay you. I'm, I'm not afraid to pay for it now. So, like, whatever. That's kind of where I'm at. And he's a smart grown-up guy and he knows we all get, we all have those tender moments, right? Mm-hmm. So I was owning it. And I don't really say dirty things in text, you know, like, but basically I sent a text that was essentially what if we skip dinner and I just, you know, fuck you when I walk in the door. So it was something like I was trying to kind of be like sexy. And the response that I was hoping for was, oh, my God, you just got me so hard right now. How fast can you be here? That Like, that's you know what I mean? Right. So I sent the text and then there's no response. And it's that feeling of I've already said I'm kind of feeling vulnerable. And then, you know, this is not the kind of thing that I normally text. And then you don't respond. And then like 10 minutes went by and I'm just on a treadmill, which really became sort of overly symbolic in that moment that I'm just on a fucking treadmill. I'm just running to nowhere. Just a mouse on a fucking wheel. Just waiting to die. Yeah. And so it just didn't feel good. And so then I was like, um... Never mind that tech. I'm sorry. That's weird. And I'm, you know what? I think I'm just going to go home. I've got work to do. I'll just see you later on. And so then I, you know, got off, took a shower and got dressed and came home and stopped and made uh, El Pollo Loco on the way home. And then he was texting, like, didn't you get my response? I was like, I'm in my underwear waiting for you. But 
somehow his text response didn't actually come through on my end. And he sent me like a screen picture of his phone where he had replied. And I sent him back the screen picture of mine where the reply never happened. It really did. Like he really did send it and I really did not get it. But it was like in a movie where it was like the worst possible text to, to not go through and you wouldn't believe it, but whatever. So, so that was like the last thing I needed today. So yeah, so I came home. But it, but it wasn't an, an accident. It was thing. an error. But then again, I feel like given how honest I was saying I'm kind of in a vulnerable place that when he found out that that didn't go through and I sent him my screen grab of the my naughty text and then nothing in response from him. And then 10 minutes later, me going, never mind, that's fine. And me obviously being embarrassed and hurt. I feel like his solution was I'm in the car, I'm coming to your house and we're going to make sweet love and I'm going to make it, I'm going to make you like, I feel like it shouldn't have been like, Oh, well I sent my text, I, you know, sorry, I guess our wires got crossed. Yeah. The wires got crossed. Now do something to make me feel better. That's what I feel like I wanted and him. neither one of you could call the other person? You know neither one does? of you could dial I, the phone and say, I'm sorry that happened, or, what was I but how say? are you? I'm yeah. the one that was sad in this equation, and is it too much to expect that maybe he would pick up the phone? Well, but nobody picks up the phone ever anymore, so well, I know, it's not, it's not his so thing. So if I'm not going to pick up the phone, then no phone is going to be picked up. That's sort of how it felt to me then, was like, I could call him, but I'm not the one that owes him an explanation. I'm the one that had already started this text conversation with, I'm feeling like kind of a baby tonight. And I just really, this is kind of what I'm needing from you. And he was like, got it. No problem. So he knew. And then when some shit went wrong, it seems like, he could have been a little more content. Whatever, it's not the big deal, and it's not like I don't ever want to see him again. But I think you should give him the give him the benefit of the doubt. Of course, I will. So let's move on to your post-it. And here's what I have to say about Instinct Magazine. <laughs> I, it's kind of similar, but kind of not. And I've known those guys for years too. That's the thing. It's like, oh, I get it. You'll all come and see my stand-up, but you won't. I don't know. Help. Yeah. Whatever. It's you know. It's fine. Um, there. Are, everyone's just doing their best. It's not. There were like I, this is what. Uh, this is kind of similar, but maybe not at all. Um, there are film festivals that my short didn't get into that I had thought I would get into, or that I knew oh, the people yeah. and I didn't, and it really hurt because I really wanted to go and sure and and it's just people making decisions for their festival or their magazine or whatever and it's hard not to take it personally no that i and when it's i can't know. believe when here you've got when you sit through these festivals and you have to sit through so many shitty horrible gay shorts and you've got one that is really good and you're kind of like oh really no thank you well it's but not yet even you had room for 10 of that like i don't you even know. know what they've chosen to program right. and you never know what they're things are and you know the mix yeah, that yeah. they want to create or whatever but it's hard not to take it personally and and it's a bummer it's a rejection and so but whatever it's fine yeah. it's just you know now um well i'm sorry it was a triple whammy <laughs> it was it's the best podcast ever it's the best podcast i'm sure ever. you're all glad that i didn't just go to bed i and know now i got Holy to late all that shit well, um, I want to give kudos. First of all, I have a, a magazine gripe from a few weeks ago. Okay. 
What the fuck with Entertainment Weekly putting Lost on the cover? It's so weird. I hated all those Lost covers when it was when on. When it was actually relevant. And now it's Life After Lost. The only, this was a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, My Life After Lost is pretty much identical to when Lost was airing. <laughs> exactly. It's I the same it. as my pre-Lost yeah. and during Lost life. The only upside is there was an interview with Jason Patrick. Except I have to pay for sex now. Yeah. I guess. That's the difference. So Before that's Lost? Life After Lost. It sucks that's pretty life bad. life after Lost. <laughs> Do you Apparently, believe in Life After Lost? <laughs> after Lost, I have to join the AARP <laughs> and pay for sex. That's at Los Casa. So there uh. you go. There's there's your feature, EW. No, but I know I'm not national. I'm very local slash regional. So it would never it would never make EW. Well, the only consolation is there was an interview with Jason Patrick mm-hmm. where he says this about Ashley Judd, who Which he starred so in with in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Yeah. I was working with Ashley Judd and she has a nightmare. She's lazy, selfish, arrogant. Wow. Right on the record. Oh yeah. I... <laughs> he leaned into the mic. <laughs> so rarely do people really do that. I know. So she great. I think she but must that's be like tough. an old quote. Yeah. That's I don't think that's from that interview. I think it is. But um I think he slammed her when they were doing it. Yeah. Like literally like he would say that shit and then go to the theater that yeah. night and do the show with her. Um, I, this I think is from this interview because wow. as a journalist, if it was from something else, they you would, would say yeah. you would att- mm. it's called attributing. Rem- but anyways, so yes, I have something that is okay. on, on the scope of romantic disappointments. I was um, supposed to possibly see an OkCupid new person on yeah. Thursday, mm-hmm. and I was waiting to see if I was going to go out of town because I may be going. But anyway, it worked out that I'm not. So I went on OkCupid to say Thursday works. He's not there anymore. <laughs> he left the site. Wow. Married already? <laughs> Done with the site. And so in all our conversations. He's an okay Cupid success story, Dennis. <laughs> in all our conversations, there's me and then a blank square. Me and Oh, I know what that's square. like. <laughs> and, uh, did you say that you were having a tender evening in one of the earlier texts before it went fucking radio silence? <laughs> Were you on a treadmill trying to fight back tears with the YMCA? Yeah. Was that you? No. <laughs> but it's just gone. But the upside is wow. is they're having a screening of Dr. Zhivago that night that I kind of wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go to that. Now my decision has been made for me. Jesus. Um, do we care how much of the dancing in Black Swan Natalie Portman did or no, didn't do? I don't give a fuck. No one gives a fuck. I'm so sick fuck. of her winning awards. And they and... can, like, make – they can, tr- yeah. like – now we're just kicking a pregnant lady? Is yeah. that what this is? Like, Why don't we just bring up Lost again? <laughs> shit. It's so, that's so a non-story. I don't give a shit. We have some emails. We have a lot of oh, emails good. that I need to read. A shitload of them. This first one is called, um, HR would like to have a chat with you. Is so that human what, resources? I chose to, yeah, I chose to read that first because I thought, oh, how did one of my work emails get into right. here? But it's not. It's from Karen. Um, excuse me. Uh, Karen says it all started with Tony's stirring rendition of a wonderful word world (laughs) with the first few lines, a sound emanated from my being that can be compared to, Oh, I don't know a cow being (laughs) debloated. It was not a laugh, a chuckle, or even a guffaw. It was beyond that. Let's just call it a poorly and unsuccessfully stifled scream, which of course brought the coworkers running over to see what otherworldly being had taken over my body. (laughs) I was able to compose myself just long enough to convince all attending that I was indeed fine but stopped short of telling them the cause of my glee 
uh, because I knew this would happen. See, he was singing What a Wonderful World. Next girl. Oh my God, I love that song. We danced to it at my wedding. We thought about using at last, but we went with that instead. So you could clearly see my dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, she couldn't. She couldn't She couldn't she do it because it's anyway, a sacred cat of those people. It was another good, and as long as I keep the um, you know, the headphones on. My workers don't need to know what I'm listening to. So that's a good one from Karen, and we love her. Yay. Um, um, this is another callback. And I know that that whole wonderful world is a callback. And if you're not a regular podcast listener, then screw you. You just won't get that joke. Um, and here's another one you won't get, but that we're all going to laugh at. Me and the couch potatoes. I've decided that the, the people that listen are yeah. in, in, I in. So, d- hey, couchman. Here's like a conversation that. that happened somewhere in France after the last podcast. <laughs> Fuck buddy, a French guy in tight shirt. <laughs> so how was your gay skiing trip to California? <laughs> French guy in tight shirt. Absolutely delicious. Fuck buddy, a French guy in tight shirt. You can't be referring to the American food. French guy in tight shirt. No, no, no. I'm referring to the videos I took of a friend on the bunny hill. Oh. Can you help me? Uh, can you help me upload them to Vu's tube? <laughs> Fuck buddy, a French guy in tight shirt watching video. Mon Dieu, in America, they now refer to skiing like that as hope to he. And scene. <laughs> and scene. So they brought a lot of different threads together. I didn't do French accents. Did I do French accents <laughs> the first time? I don't think last time he sent us one of these groups that I did it as French. As a maybe. French guy. I don't know. So um, that The thought of there being video of my ski trip. On VooTube. Makes, it really like sort of like sent a, uh, I oh, shuddered. You'll never be in Instinct Magazine either. It was bad. Um, hello, Tony and Dennis. Here's my embarrassing three-way story. Oh, right on. Someone's getting a lip balm. By the way, I sent out the first Dr. Kiss to uh, a winner. Oh, okay, because I printed out the, uh, these two with the address. Okay, one of, we need, there's okay. only one address. Well, on uh, okay. Um, anyway, found the comedy couch through mentions from Dave and Alonzo's Linoleum Knife Podcast. And That's I have right. to say, you two should be getting paid for your wonderful podcast. Ugh. I do a lot of data entry work Conk. Uh, from my home. Conk. That's the sound of me hitting my head on the microphone. So I was able to go back and listen to all of your podcasts. Holy shit. And as a result, I now have a crush on Dennis. Say what? As a what? result, I now have a crush on Dennis. Anyway, Say what? What? Um, so that's from someone named Gavin. Where is he? Um, we're, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, <laughs> on to my three-way story. I really need to protect this guy's yeah. identity. I can't tell you what, what state he's in or whether Gavin was a real name yeah. or one Gavin's I just made up. Gavin's a hot name. It might be a fake name that I made up. So it's don't a get, good hot name. I know name. you worked for many years for Captain Stubing, and so that that's, just popped into oh, my head. Oh, sure. All right. Um, on to the three-way story. Picture it. West Covina in the 90s. Oh, fuck. First off, I don't care if you are in love with my roommate. I don't ever want to picture West Covina in the 90s. So that really soured the deal. Um, My boyfriend at the time and I decided we wanted to have a three-way, but didn't want to do it with anyone who was friends with any of our friends. Smart. So um, this person, a friend of my roommate's, was visiting from out of state. My my, uh, boyfriend and I decided that he was the perfect candidate, since he was cute, seemingly always horny, and he'd be leaving town soon. He was into it, and that night we got down to business on my king-size futon, which was decked out in new, crisp, clean, bright, white sheets. 
We took oh, turns. Yeah, this is where it's going. So if you don't like <laughs> these kinds of stories, you should go ahead and turn off the podcast because I have more than one coming in there. So just buckle up, get some cottonelles. And this podcast brought to you by the number brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for some skit, skat, skilly, do do wee. Scat talk. Um,. Anyway, uh, my boyfriend and I took turns using and abusing him, and early in the morning, he made his way back to the guest room. When my boyfriend and I got up to take a shower, I pulled back the comforter to make the bed, and there were shit smears all over the lower two-thirds of the sheet. All over. It looked like uh, we had played several games of (laughs) shit-tack-toe. I know. I know, right? (laughs) Um, I well, don't because know. once you know how to play, you just it's, no one ever it is wins. True. Well, you know, yeah, everything's put, a cat's eye. Put that second thing of shit in the center, no matter what. It's not what. a cat's eye; it's a brown eye. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know how we didn't notice it during the sex, um, and we were horrified that we had actually slept in those sheets. Later that day, I headed to the laundry room of the apartment complex to watch wash the sheets, and since it was the middle of the week, I was hoping I could get in and get out without anyone noticing what was on them. I was putting detergent and bleach in the machine with the sheets sitting on top of the next washer, ready to go in when the two sexiest men in the apartment complex walked in, ready to do their laundry. I quickly stuffed the sheets into the washer and was pretty sure they hadn't noticed the stains as they didn't react in horror and were pretty talkative to me as they loaded their own laundry into their washing machine. That weekend, however, while I was cleaning up my bedroom, windows open, I heard the sexy guys regaling their friends around the apartment pool with the story of how they had walked in on me in the laundry room about to wash sheets that were, that were covered in shit stains. For the rest of the time I lived there, I could never look them in the eye when we passed each other in the courtyard. Uh, and I did my wash at my mother's house. Never been interested in a three-way since. Isn't that a lovely story? P.S. Did I win? Did I win? Yes, you won. Yes, well, you minute. won. I okay, think so. You really? All right. Because I, I know you don't. Well, like... that's what you get for being in West Covina in the yeah, 90s. I know you don't like scat. Um, and speaking of, <laughs> I like here's that another story, funny. It had levels and, you know. Here's another funny three way story. Uh, my boyfriend and I bring a cute boy home. We offer him a shower along with a douche since fucking him was the plan. Shit. Our listeners really? They get down. (laughs) Just wait. They don't. No, just wait. Just don't even say anything. Uh, So fun. There's no euphemisms. Because you got to. The ending is so fucking classic. (laughs) So we offer him a shower along with a douche since fucking him was the plan. So fun is being had by all, and he's bent over, and my cock is in his ass, <laughs> and my boyfriend is lying under and watching me fuck his nice ass, and he shoots, but not shits, on my boyfriend. Hot! Then I pull out and do the same. Hot! Then his douche water sprays out of his ass all over my boyfriend. Warm! <laughs> Thank God for hardwood floors and that it was just clean water. Love you guys. Hope to meet you soon when we're in LA. Right on. I'm all I, about it. I love I love that it's like that's your story before you say I can't wait yeah, to meet you. Yeah, can't wait to meet you. Maybe coffee? Drinks? <laughs> um maybe, maybe douche. Fuck one yeah. of you and you can squirt water on my boyfriend. Well, isn't the whole point you let the douche water out before you do Yeah, I guess. Yes. I mean I'm wow. not here to discuss. Okay. The point is they're not having to pay for it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so that was from we'll just say Stephen. So okay. there you go. There's those a are good. Of, um, 
I think they both they get can, a doctor kiss. Oh God, they need it. Yeah, <laughs> I shudder to think where they're gonna put it. Yeah, but um, but yes. Yeah. So, so uh, Stephen, we need your Toronto address. Right on. And um, the other person with the laundry, I you Gavin? included it. Maybe okay. his name is Gavin. Maybe it's not. Wow. Uh, your doctor kiss will it will be on. Gavin the needs to Facebook me along with James and uh, Brad. From Toronto, right on. James, yeah. I already sent it out. It's okay. already in the mail. He's gonna. Great. He's probably using it right now and loving it. Oh, uh, right. thank well, you. Well, I Dr. guess Kiss. that cheered me up a little. Yes, those were amazing. Yeah. Um, I find Britney's performances so strange. She is talk about marking it. What's going on? Is she just been lobotomized? There's like this whole like. Well, you asked a lot of questions that the answer could be yes to. <laughs> but so, isn't it weird, right? Yeah. The one thing she used to have is that she was a good dancer. Like she, I like the way no, she danced. But I she loved, worked hard. I loved to watch her dance. She, yeah, I loved her more than J Lo. So I loved her more than Janet. I well, loved because, her yeah, sex appeal and her movement. But she really owned it, and you really felt like she was actually expressing something. Whereas Janet was always like, "Look how precise I am." Yeah, I thought Britney's was Brittany, fluid and yeah, and sexy. And now slave for you, come on. Now it's like lazy and oh, I'll put this finger in my mouth. Isn't that naughty? And it's all kind of like bored. But I love this quote that I read today. They were uh, interviewing Christina Aguilera, and. Excuse me, she's, you know, not had a good year. No, she and has not. And they said, what do you think of Britney's new album? And she says, well, you know, I've been so busy, I haven't actually had time to listen to all of it. Um, but I just think it's great how we both started out together on the Mickey Mouse Club, and now here we are all these years later, and both of our careers are still on fire. And... <laughs> On paper, it's nice that, that it, at least the women are sticking together. Yeah. But I kind of don't know that Christina's career is quite as on fire as Britney's. It it's... felt also like when you include yourself in a compliment that you're yeah. giving that's more about, see, I've been around for a really long time. And, you know, remember, we both were Mickey Mouse Club and I'm always the better singer. Her career is on fire in the way that the campfire on Survivor is late yeah. at night. There's one dude there trying to keep it like going. Like it's smoldering. Till the next some thing. Like and... something could happen again. Well, it's like a really expensive house that has yeah. burnt to the ground. And there, it's still <laughs> smoldering. There's still smoke. Yeah, it's yeah. still on fire. I would Your love career's her. on fire. I'd love for her. To, yeah, it's just not a big fire. She's selling that house that she and the ex-husband were living in. Oh, right. And it is the house that Kelly and the Osbournes lived in when they were doing the reality show, The Osbournes. Which I think I went past on my and, tour um, that I did Christina in Hollywood. But Christina completely redecorated it from top to right. bottom. And it is the tackiest whorehouse looking, like, I'm telling you, if they spoke Spanish, I would have thought it was my Mexican bathhouse. It was so... <laughs> Hoary, Where do you see the pictures? There's a fuck maze, and there's a dark room with a sling, and then everything else is pink and zebra print yeah. and bad. I don't know. On some website, you know, it was like looking at uh, the I think they have video games, too, because when I interviewed her for The Advocate, she was talking about playing, like, console video games, like sure. stand-ups. Um, let me share a heartwarming story of triumph over adversity. Well, I'm for sure in the mood for that. So... <laughs> Long time. I'd listeners. rather play shit tac toe if you want to know the <laughs> truth. If I'm honest, but all right, go ahead. Okay, long time <laughs> listeners and people that binge on us, like you do, may remember a year ago I told a story about going to brunch for my friend Brett's birthday, 
and then going to see Hot Tub Time Machine and mm. crying through the whole thing because it was like, your shit is my shit. And, you know, I was having a rough go of it last year. And by the way, I later rented that DVD and watched about the first 20 minutes before I gave up. <laughs> so just suffice it to say, we had different experiences. Go we ahead. totally did. So before we went to that movie last year, I gave Brett um, a card and a gift certificate for his favorite store, one of his favorite stores, Urban Outfitters. And he refused to take it. He was like, "You, I know you're struggling right now. I don't need this. Keep it. You know, I don't. I won't. I don't want it." And so I did. And then I ended up using it to get a shirt to wear to the Big Gay Sketch Show premiere party or whatever. Like one of those little bright lights that was happening at that time. So he wouldn't take my um, gift certificate. So you know, where did I go today? I went to Urban Outfitters. Mm-hmm. I bought a gift certificate that was worth more than mm-hmm. the one last year because you know what i have a job damn right i have a damn damn right i do and he's not going to give this one back and if he does i know exactly what i'm going to buy <laughs> <laughs> no i don't but it was like wow this okay. is a hard larger amount than the one i gave you last year because this is the exact amount of these shoes that i have my eyes on so i hope you get all i hope you refuse to take it and um yeah you, so you're still doing reba and making a ton off that dr kiss right okay yeah no no yeah we're all good gift. yeah no, but like that was a year. That was a year That's ago. Such a, no, that is nice. That was a year ago, and I really never. I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel because uh, I was facing the wall of the tunnel. So because you were in a dark fuck maze. Oh wait, no, no, no that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I oh, think fuck maze is one word. I made it about me. I'm so sorry. Just like Christy Alley. Fuck maze is one word, right? <sighs> uh, sure. I think so. Yeah, I want for sure is yeah. yeah. Um, so I. What else do we have? Um, so they're really coming down on us over at the FP, at the Fashion Police, over at the station, yeah. police station. <laughs> uh, the chief is really laying down the law. We're not, ain't no going to be, nobody going to probably talk about no Miley Cyrus. Ain't nobody going to talk about no Kardashians. Like, right? We even put on notice. What so, about Miley? I haven't heard about. Oh, yeah. Nope. Can't mention her. At all? At all. Because I, I wanted to put her in because I thought she could have been a, somebody's best of the week. Yeah. She looked so pretty at the teen, the Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah. And we never said anything nice about her that I said, well, let's use this Miley picture as a must-see look or something so that she could be somebody's best. Yeah. Because I feel like the people that we're going to be hard on, when then when they do look good, we should make yeah, a point we should give to them compliment props, them. Like Courtney Love, sure. But wow. the network is like, you can't literally can't even say the word my in wow. referring to whose purse that is. Wow. So it's like, yeah. Who knew? Did you see the Miley sex doll? No. And there's a Miley sex doll because she turns 18, yeah. I guess. And so now they can do a sex doll of her, which I don't understand what's connected because it's not her face in the box. But it has three achy, breaky holes. Oh. That's what it says on the box. Three achy, oh. breaky holes for you to put your penis in. For sure. Yeah. Um. Wow. What, who would want to? That's weird. Anyways, um, <laughs> I mean, because once Billy Ray has his, yeah. then who else is going to buy them? Tony. Yeah. What? I can't believe you said that's that. some crazy shit tack toe. Yeah. Um. So I hosted on Sirius last week, and you were great. I bet. I well, I, I got off to a rough start. I got off to a rough start mm. because I, my headphones weren't on. So I was supposed to be talking, and I didn't know it. Um, I was guest hosting with Dory, uh, with Derek, and normally I guest host with Doria. Yeah. And Doria um, knows the studio and has always makes sure everything's ready to go. And Derek um, didn't know, you know, this was one. Was Derek or in the room with you? Yeah, he was in the room with okay. me. Um, so we got off to a rough start, but then it got then it got better. Um, 
Drew Drogi came in and talked about his Chloe Sevigny um, right. encounter. And um, we talked about how Tyra in an article said that she was had done groundlings. And I was like, Drew, is that true? <sighs> um, and he goes, if she did, she did like one class yeah. on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, she was in, she performed with them once right. as a guest star. Yeah. But she and never did she like fun house. As a ground. Yeah. 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 No, it's Which fun doesn't shop. surprise me because anytime on Top Model there was any kind of skit, oh, yeah, she'd she... be the first one to grab a crazy wig and an yeah. outfit and a voice and go on and on. Um, and, uh, but Derek is, is amazing to host the radio with because he um, is texting and on his computer. Like he's so all over the place, like not like, you know, right. And then he'll just he doesn't miss a trick. He'll chime in with like the perfect remark or the perfect like observation or comment. And then it's and then part of me is like, are you listening? Like, <laughs> are you here? And then he's boom right on top of it and very funny and good fun. I know, but he's like literally he could be landing planes. He could be literally landing. You <laughs> Somebody know. needs to be exactly. Speaking of which, I was worried about the you on Southwest, Southwest Airlines is nuts. I'm yeah. flying this weekend. For my dad's birthday on Southwest, so hopefully my plane won't be a convertible. Yeah. Uh, but you know, whatever. I pay for sex now, so who fucking cares? <laughs> um, you know, maybe then I'll be national. Yeah. Wouldn't that be so funny if I fucking died in a tragedy this weekend and then instinct was like, okay, yeah. now we'll run the story. Yeah. That's what it's gonna fucking take. Yeah. I <sighs> have a, I have a proposal for you, but it may be too late, or you you may not want to do it, or it may not be the right thing. But sometimes well, I this knew... for sure sounds like something we should be not talking about on the podcast. No, it's just that sometimes when I was trying to get book publicity, mm-hmm. the magazine would say, "Oh, we can or we do it," and I'm like, "What if I wrote something? What if I wrote it in my voice right. about whatever?" And it's still a picture of me or whatever the topic is. It's right. gay divas or whatever. Yeah, and it's your voice. In other words, you do them a favor. I don't know. Just a thought. You that know? is nice. that's nice um but i'm not yeah no i know what you're saying here's the thing joan has said like you know if you're doing interviews i'll always give a quote i'll you know what i mean like they could fucking photograph joan and me sitting together on the fashion police set like yeah they could really make it like a story about joan yeah and get it's whatever it's fucking bullshit and it's just Sorry, if you know if you were 22 and an underwear model that had met Joan once, then we'd love to hear your story. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's just that whole thing about I've aged out, Dennis. What is what does Craig Chester say? Oh, that there are five five yeah. ages in gay life. Twink, twink. Wait, hang on. <laughs> Chicken, right. twink. Uh-huh. 32. <laughs> Daddy, troll. troll. Wow, yeah, that's so sad because I guess I've been living under the illusion that I was still daddy, yeah. and I'm lost troll. Right. Um, I just want to, speaking of ages... And I wasn't happy with daddy, yeah. let me be honest. <laughs> There's somebody that I mentioned on this podcast before, and I don't want to say who it is, Yeah. Um, who I who I had met briefly, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, had a certain experience with or whatever, not sexual, but just like was interested right. in or whatever. And I was worried that um, if I were going to try to explore something with him, that I would be too old. Because it turns out he's 32 and he likes him 20 years older or or above. So I'm too young. 
I'm too young for the 32 year old that I thought I was too old for. There's a 32 year old, and he only likes to date guys that are at least 52. Yeah. And he said that that's been true all of his, like when he was 20, he liked him 40. When he was 25, he liked him 40. You could, we can all add. But that's yeah. interesting. So, yeah, it was weird because, um, yeah. Anyways, isn't that, it is. So I thought I knew who you were talking about. No, I'll tell you I, later. But then I don't. Yeah. Um, All right. You know what? We're gonna this podcast. We should have. We're gonna have to do a, like an Oprah behind the scenes after the yeah, show. I know because there's stuff. There's that, so many things yeah. that we say we're gonna talk about just alone. And the other thing I don't want to say too much about is I had uh, I went to dinner and a movie the other night with somebody that I think yes. might have been a date. And this is who I know. Yes. Who it is, and I'm interested in how you're gonna tell the story without. Revealing who this person is. I don't want to say who it is right. because I understand why. Um, I don't. I get it. It's just I. I uh, don't even explain when, why because yes. that'll give it away. But we had a nice time. He's very smart and interesting, and mm-hmm. uh, and um. But then he had to go back to New York to host a show on CNN, right? Yeah. <laughs> so but we're not going to say who it is. That's right. No, nobody has to know. It's a secret, um, and yeah. he may be in another relationship that he's getting That's out right. of. But we saw Source Code, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give it a thumbs up. Oh, I'm going to Philadelphia. Um, if you happen to be a Philly person, I'm going for a press trip kind of journalistic thing mm-hmm. the weekend of the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, right in there, during the Philadelphia International Festival of the Arts. International Festival of the Arts. Yeah, they have all kinds of theater, music, dancing, street fairs, wine tastings, this, that, and the other. So, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That's good. That's going to be yes. awesome. Um, and we did the Village Variety Pack last night. It was kind of a weird one, but um, a highlight was I interviewed Michael Orland, who is the associate musical director. I really like him, yeah. On American Idol. He's very nice. Um, he he gives good insight, too. He does. Um he, I, I was like, why are, I said, the kids this year seem to be pretty good consider, compared to the last few years. And he said, well, the judges this year, like Simon would shut somebody down right away. Yeah. Right away, like, you're out. And the judges this year were like, well, you know what, try a different kind of song or whatever. So he said that instead of sending, like, normally 160 through to Hollywood, they had, like, 320 come to Hollywood. Wow. So it was a ton more work, but it looks like it paid off because there's, there's a, a good crop of kids. Yeah, um, but I, I really love think them using the past to let what's his ass back in was a huge mistake. Oh, I didn't. I thought that was a. I thought he was good. Who yeah. do you think he's going to win it? He can't be the American Idol because because he's not going to sell enough records in this market, and he had enough camera time that the little indie record deal that he's going to get, he's already going to get. Yeah, and you know he might have one hit. And he's going to have his career, is my point. Yeah. And But he can't be the American Idol. Because of the way he looks? And sounds and the kind of music he wants to make. Like, right. he's a niche market. Right. And they need the show to come up with a Carrie Underwood or a Kelly Clarkson. Right. You know, even Fantasia is, right. was, is too niche. It's got to be someone that can do get radio play in order yeah. for that show to stay... Yeah. You know. But the show still, well, this, it seems to do well whether the person sells a lot of records or I not. Mean, it's like Lee DeWise guy. Yeah, that's I mean, over. whatever. Yeah. They'll yeah. never make that mistake again. Yeah. But I also bet that Michael has probably picked the winners really early on almost every time. Well, 
I know on stage he he was a little less candid than he was with sure. me personally, but he's very like his opinions about yeah. people and and I bet yeah, the yeah, people yeah. that he says are the best are not the people that he knows America will respond to. Like I bet he really has a great insight into what America is going to really respond to. I bet he's not surprised by the country very much. Yeah, I think you're probably right, but I think he, I think he also like. The ones that he likes or he believes in, he I think he wants to believe can be hugely successful, whether they're sure. this type or that type or whatever. But right. it's you know he sent me a bunch of pictures for the interview of him with all the mentors and stuff. I mean the people that he's worked with and yeah. all the stuff. It's it's really great. So that was a, that was a highlight. That was great. Yeah. So um, um nine to it. five is coming back. The musical. Yeah, only into Orange County. Wow. But. Here's the problem. It's worth it for the coat. Well, but here's why it's not. Diana DeGarmo is playing the Dolly Parton role. Wow. And that fucking sours it for me. Like, you know, I'm willing to drive to Orange County. Yeah, we, we did it for Xanadu. And Pippin. And, yeah. you know, like, I'll fucking do that drive. And I loved 9 to 5 when it was the Amundsen. Yeah. They've completely restaged it. Well, so the set no, was way more elaborate than it needed to yeah, be. Yeah, there's no moving set pieces. They yeah. are, they just roll everything on themselves, and right. On and off, no flying right. um, set pieces, and really just scaled it back. They cut yeah. a lot of chorus rolls, and you know, yeah. so it's like the bus and truck version. Sure. Um, but boy, I don't know. Now I just I'm so confident that it's going to be terrible that now we might have to go see it. Gosh, don't you hate that? I know. It's rough. It's such a... And All there right. was a, a guy that was in Puerto Vallarta that's in in it who was like, oh, yeah, you know, come, I'll get you tickets. You can come see right it. It'll on. be interesting to There you go. Because he didn't see, I don't think, the original version. Yeah. So he's like, I hear, you know, it's just every second of our show is completely different than theirs. Wow. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, Diana DeGarmo. She's what like, did he say about it? And he her? goes, she's really good. I go, I could tell you're lying. And he goes, you don't know me well enough to know when you're lying. I go, yes, I do. Well, she might be okay. Like, why do you think she's bad? Because of her American idleness? Or have you seen her in something well, since then? Well, first of all, it's a country role. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's perfect casting for this at all. Right. But I don't think she's like, so, maybe she's a decent performer. So. Well, okay. I don't think so. I heard, she, um, you know, she did Hairspray for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was supposedly just a nightmare, horrible in that. Um, wow, and I, that would be an easier show for her to be. Yeah, good. She in. makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> she did look like a forty-year-old soccer mom at nineteen. Yeah. There was something very like you know mini so, man about her. I don't out the gate. Whatever. So there you go. Fuck Diana DeGarmo. I know, right? I want to see God of Carnage, which is finally here with um, the original cast. Yeah. in Los Angeles. Um, plans to possibly see that with Rebecca. Moline, if you're interested. Great. Are you, would you be in on that? Would yeah, you be I have all about it? You yeah. already have your tickets. Yeah, I subscribe. You know that. Okay, but I thought that wasn't in your thing once you, we, met, yeah. we talked about that. So you're on top of it already. Yeah, so we should talk about something that's interesting to the podcast listeners. I know, instead of making our plans. Um, but we're talking about theater. We're talking about yeah. culture. I want to know Shit. who After gets s- voted out of Dancing, Dancing with, with the Stars. stars. Wendy Williams' Brown- is oh. history. Good. It was time. She was lumbering. Yeah. I wanted her. I mean, I like her so much. Yeah. Um, and I really like her show. Did you see her talking about Fashion Police today on their show? No. I saved it on the TiVo at work. Oh, that's great. We'll She's, have to watch she that. Ta- she started talking about how there was the whole Courtney Love, Kelly, yeah. um, Osborne 
Twitter war or whatever. And Wendy was talking at all about that. And then, but she ended it by saying, you got to watch fashion police. It's a great show or whatever. So that she was is great. awesome. Yeah. We love her. All right. Well, so, we love you, Wendy. We love our podcast listeners. We sure love our podcast listeners. Check out our sponsors, the Dennis Hensley five pack. Yes, that's right. At, not a four pack at, uh, what's it called? It's not CD filmbaby.com. And I just found out today we got into the Boston gay and lesbian film festival. So we've got four coming that's up. That's awesome. Torino, New Zealand, Palm Springs, Boston. So, Excellent. Yeah. Fuck instinct. No, I'm kidding. That's it's not right. connected, but it kind of is. All righty. Well, anyway, yeah. you can also uh, check out Dr. Kiss, the world's greatest lip bomb. That's you can right. get that at vanitymark.com. And please send us those three-way stories. Yes. Um, They don't have to have poo in them. No, and they don't even have to be three-way stories. Just those juicy stories. Well, we want three-way stories unless it's a really embarrassing story about a non-three-way. Yeah. But Yes. Uh, because we still have a couple of Dr. Kisses to we give away. We have a away. few, yeah. So there you go. There uh, you go. Also, you can always drop me a line at TonyTripley.com or Dennis at DennisHensley.com. And right. you can uh, send those stories to TheComedyCouch at gmail.com. That's TheComedyCouch at gmail.com. We love you for listening. Like we us will, on Facebook. Uh, check you out next week. All right. This has been The Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripley. Bye. Goodbye.